0: Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Truth Matters, we're connecting you to the voices of Veritas Baptist College. I'm your host, J. Michael Lester, and I want to invite you to follow us to find encouraging words, engaging interviews, and educational resources. If you find us helpful, I hope you'll share us with your friends as well. And now, here's today's episode. Well, welcome, everyone, to uh, this episode as we talk about the history of Veritas Baptist College. I'm privileged today to sit with uh, two of the founding uh, leaders of of this movement, this college. Uh, Here on my right, I have Dr. Forrester, Dr. Don Forrester, and then on my left, I have Dr. Mickey Creed. And gentlemen, I want to welcome you both to our studio today, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. So Dr. Creed, Dr. Dr. Forrester, thanks for coming.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks for having us.
0: I want to jump in, and, and the, the reason for this episode is, is partly for my benefit, and it's partly for the benefit of uh, all of those who come after us. Uh, I'm sort of the new guy here on the team, and uh, I've enjoyed hearing some of the story, but I don't feel like I know all of the story yet. But the little bit that I do know, uh, I have been, uh, I guess the word is impressed with just all that God has done through the lives of, of you two men. Uh, and so let's start with a story. I want to go back to when you guys first met. This may date you a little bit, but that's all right. Uh, when did you guys, when did you meet? Dr. Creed, I'll start with you. When did, when did you guys first start to begin to know each other?
1: Uh, we met in seminary at Temple Baptist uh, Theological Seminary in Chattanooga. Uh, Don and I were enrolled in the uh, Master of Religious Education program. It was a 64-hour program, <laughs> <laughs> uh, two full years. and. Uh, uh, so we were both students there, and, and we met at that time, and then, and then uh, shortly after that, we, uh, they started Tennessee Temple High School. they had an elementary school for years, and, uh, and Don and I had the opportunity to be able to teach together in the high school, and so we were on the faculty there together.
0: Okay, uh, Dr. Forster, when you guys were teaching there in the high school, uh, were you married then at the time?
2: Yes, I was. I had been there a year in college earlier, a couple of years earlier, and had gone home and uh, taught for our, uh, our Christian school in Amarillo, Texas. And uh, Shirley and I married you know, in, uh, in 1969. And then I came back to, to seminary uh, uh, with, with her. So we were married at that time, and uh, I think Barb and Mickey were as well. And uh, we very much enjoyed you know, our, our time of serving there, teaching in high school. We'd teach a class, then take a class, teach a class, take a class. Really was a great experience. We, we learned a lot, got a lot of personal experience as well.
0: When you guys were working together then there in Tennessee, did you ever in your mind at that point think that you would be pastoring relatively close to each other? No. Absolutely not. So, did you even see yourself as a pastor at that time? Well, no, no.
1: Okay, Uh, Don probably. I I uh, did. I I felt called
2: to pastor as just a boy, and and that was always my intent. But uh, we did not know that our paths would cross. You know, and uh, I wasn't sure where we were going from from seminary. What part of the country we were were planning to start a church? We were there to, you know, learn the ins and outs of of the ministry. But uh, we, uh, matter of fact, Mickey and I met. At a Christian school convention, because we we had a Christian school by the time uh, uh, that uh, Mickey was getting ready to pastor, and we we met at a convention, and uh, our, he was uh, think, uh, looking for a place to start a church. And I I mentioned you know Stafford, Garrettsville area in Virginia as a good possibility because uh, you know our philosophy we wanted to get as many churches per- churches started mm-hmm. as, as we could, and. And so he was a good candidate. I thought he would he'd be great there. And of course that did work out, and so he came. He
0: called, he called you the pastor. Is what he's saying? Yeah. No, no, say, no I just yeah, uh, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't call him the pastor, but I
2: did um, I did put in a good word for where he ought to be.
1: Hey, hey, man. Hey, man. And, and as God always works, uh, I mean in all of our lives. But from that point on, it was just amazing how the uh, the whole process unfolded and how God led me to Stafford.
0: So what's the time frame from when you you left uh, Tennessee? And then you you had some ministry with Christian schools in Maryland. What's the time frame when you guys first met each other till you both were pastoring, relatively close to each other?
1: See, I I finished the college at uh, Temple in '72, and uh, that's then, a great year, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the year I was born. <laughs> don't bring that up. He, he's been bringing that up several times this morning. But uh, and then, then I went right into seminary from in '73 and '74. Okay, and. Um, and, and, of course, uh, working in the high school and the seminary, and there was so much going on at that time. Uh, you know, we were students, we were teaching, we were involved in the church ministry. And, uh, but although we knew one another from classroom and teaching together, uh, but we went our separate ways. Don stayed to work on his doctorate. I left at that time and uh, started uh, ministry as a, an administrator in a Christian school in Maryland and uh and then some years later uh, i guess it was 1980 the lord led me to stafford and uh to okay. to plant a church there and even at that time i had forgotten the fact that don and i would be that close and wow. not familiar with the area was not familiar with the area and had no idea that we were only about 15 miles our churches would be about 15 miles apart and uh
0: so, Dr. Forson, when did you come to Fredericksburg? We
2: came in the fall of uh, 1974. I finished my doctoral work. Uh, all the I, I was I still had my dissertation to finish when we when you came here. But uh, we I finished my last class in the uh, in in August of 74. Uh, we we moved to Fredericksburg. We were here. Uh, by the first week or so of September started having services in our home I think the third week of September uh, so we, uh, we we started in our home and then uh, moved to a little office building. Then uh, we uh, ran into some zoning issues with that and <laughs> pushed us out uh, earlier than we expected. We we always wanted to be in the, the Route 3 quarter or 3 and 95. You had to have a, a, an emphasis toward the whole area. And uh, that pushed us uh, to make that move. And uh, so we, we ended up uh, at this location in uh, in February of 1975.
0: Okay. The reason I bring that up, uh, for those of you maybe not familiar with uh, what Ver- Veritas is, we are uh, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, is where the, the the main office would be, as far as some where our president is and some of the administrative staff. Uh, but the the college will, as we'll see in a moment, grew out of uh, out of several churches working together. This being one of them. Uh, Fredericksburg is pretty historic. Uh, I've only been; it's my third visit to the city. It's very historic. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of colonial history, a lot of Civil War history. And roughly, uh, man, how far would we be from, from D.C.? Uh, I know traffic's a factor. Probably but yeah. about forty miles. Yeah, so.
2: forty to fifty miles. Uh, it, of course, the, the area is so large up there that if you're to the to the city center probably fifty miles, forty, and you're into the D.C. complexes. Okay,
0: so a lot of history around here with our nation and all of that. And so, Dr. Forster grew up in Texas, and then Dr.
1: Creed, you grew up. I, I was actually born in Virginia. Wow. Uh, in, uh, okay. Uh, in the southwestern part of the state. Uh, My dad was a coal miner. When I was about 12 years old, my dad said, "I don't want you boys working in a coal mine," and moved us to Maryland. So I grew up in Elkton, Maryland, right between Baltimore and Philadelphia, and and, uh, so that's that's where I grew up. And so, when I planted the church in 1980, that was my first time moving back to Virginia.
0: I'd love to tell you the story about each of these men. They're called to ministry, and, and those are stories in and of themselves, but I, but I wanna bring us into, uh, there were three pastors in the area. Uh, one passed away just in the last year, year or so. Yeah. Uh, so the two men I have in studio with me today are two out of the three uh, founding pastors uh, that that started Veritas. And so I wanna, I wanna focus on that. When both of you men came to Virginia, were you thinking that one day you would start uh, a Bible institute? Was that in the back of your
1: mind for you maybe, Dr. Creed? Or? Not not really. And, of course, uh, Don had been for, uh, here for a while, and he, he was busy in his church. I was just starting the church like him in a rented facility and uh, trying to find land, trying to uh, grow from that. So that was a feathers from my mind hmm. really had no... Okay. Yeah. yeah no. Oh,
2: yeah. I. No. I. I had no intention of uh, of that, and I did intend to have a Christian school. Okay. I. Uh, my. My background. I had been. Uh, my mentors along the way, different ones that had influenced my life, had. Uh, I felt a very definite call to pastor, but being blind, I lost my sight when I was ten years old, and. Uh, then uh, you know, the others, you know, I think, in, they, no one discouraged me from pastoring, but they gave me a lot of other options as well, <laughs> encouraging me to you know, get a good education so I could teach or do this or do that. And, and actually, I, I followed everybody's advice. I just did it all. And as a result, though, uh, you know, it, it, when we married, then I taught in Texas for a couple of years, and then I taught three years at Temple. And in doing so, I fell in love with Christian schools and saw their potential you know, I, I fell in love with working with young people, and uh, I very much uh, uh, wanted, in matter of fact, took all the necessary courses you know, in, in seminary to, to be able to, to start a Christian school. We wanted to have a good, credible, uh, solid uh, Christian school. We wanted to go to a place and, and spend a lifetime in one place, and so Christian school was a part of that. But and that came
0: before it was a college. It
2: right? did. Okay. And we started our our school. We started our preschool in in uh, seventy nine, and our elementary school in eighty, and our high school in eighty one, and then. But in in doing this, our goal all along had been to come to a place and and let that be a center for uh, working out from that to uh, to move into our. You know, we wanted to reach our Jerusalem, but we wanted to move into our Judea and Samaria and the outermost parts <laughs> of the earth. And to to do that, you know, we we were beginning to have uh, men and and women that were really committing themselves to the Christian life. You know, uh, and and uh, that uh, wanted to serve the Lord both within our ministries and some you know looking forward to in the future. Some you know were in the military or had other obligations; they couldn't move off to school. But uh, and and so we were looking for a way you know to train our people our goal was to start other churches in the area and we needed some means to, to accomplish that, to be able to build our people for developing our own ministries locally and then also to train those that could go out into the uh, areas around Fredericksburg. We, we kind of used 95 and 64, which if you look on a map, crisscross, it, it's a bullseye on Virginia. <laughs> and we wanted to start a church off of every exit uh, along 95 and every exit along 64. And it's amazing. Over you know, a lifetime, we've pretty much seen that happen. Yeah and uh but that that did you know bring us to a big issue you know how do we 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 can't send these people off to school we didn't even want to send them off to school because we needed them here you know in in developing our ministries but they they certainly needed you know the training that uh you know comes with uh you know getting into a good school
0: okay so you're starting to sense uh, god's blessing god's calling people and now, as, as pastors, uh, there's this need to start equipping them. So, were you guys just at like a coffee shop one day, and you know, just sort of talking about uh, the future? What, and then, how did how did the third pastor, uh, Pastor Tom McGee, correct? Yes. How did he get involved in all this? What was the?
2: Well, we we were all in different parts of this area. Mickey was north. Uh, 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 Tom McGee was south. He was uh, down in Woodford, close to, to Bowling Green, which is southeast of our area. Mickey, Mickey's up north. Uh, and and so there were different sections of, of uh, the Fredericksburg Trade District. Uh, Fredericksburg, although was a relatively small town in itself at that time, that uh, you know, it's newspaper it's uh you know people would come here to shop people uh, it was the you know the center of a you know pretty large community uh, many counties okay and so uh, we were in the middle of this faith uh, was kind of the central location route right here on route three we would have we had businesses, the, the mall came in. And oftentimes, you know, Pastor McGee and, and Pastor Creed, you know, would stop in. You know, we would uh, fellowship sometimes. And, and I, it was in that type of setting, and I don't remember the precise time, but, you know, just brainstorming, looking at this. And, and uh, uh, Pastor Creed, it was his idea, you know, why not, you know, start you know, a Bible Institute, and began to to train our people. You know, build our own ministries. You know, get people ready for planting churches or going to the mission field. Now, I want to tell you that was not something I jumped at. You know, that this was going to be a lot of work for all of us, and I was already at a pretty busy. Time in in our ministry, but uh, so let's
0: stop there for a minute. You're probably at this time nearly a decade into your ministry here. Well, about about six years. Okay, yeah, and then you are just a couple of years. Yeah, just a couple of years, and
1: uh, actually I started in 1980. And uh, this and was eighty four, and and we probably started talking about it quite a bit before that.
2: And Pastor McGee had started and, uh, about the same time as Mickey, about nineteen eighty. Yeah,
1: okay, and and we we had developed fellowship even with our wives. We would have fellowship together and dinner together. These and three, so, pastors. Uh, three pastors, the three pastors, and so uh, it was sort of a natural thing. I had just uh, I I was working in uh, in Clinton, Maryland. I was uh, executive director at that time of the Maryland Association of Christian Schools. But I moved to Clinton to be close to Annapolis to keep up with the legislature and the bills. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, my and my brother, Pat, pastored independent Baptist church. And so he asked me to help him. So I ended up administrating his Christian school. And we started a Bible institute there.
0: So you had a little bit and, of experience. Uh,
1: so, so coming off that, I had been teaching in that, helped him get rolling in that. and uh, But like Don expressed earlier, we just had men that were growing and I think we begin to think that, boy, what a great discipleship opportunity if we just had a small Bible institute, and and that's all we were thinking about. Was so, how does this connect members. to the Great
0: Commission? How did how
1: did how did Veritas, which, which
0: goes through a couple of different name changes, how would you say that grew out of your both of your men's understanding of your pastoral responsibility and the Great Commission?
2: How does that connect? Well, the, coming to Fredericksburg, we we wanted to spend our life there, and uh, we from square one you know, wanted to make the the Great Commission the focus. We took on our first missionary in our or, uh, in our uh, organizational service. Okay, and uh, we uh, we in, in doing that, we for for me, I kind of built our church philosophy, as probably many many others have, you know, around. Uh, Matthew 28, 19, and 20 and and then getting more specific direction from uh, Acts 1, 8 in that uh, we start with our Jerusalem and we move outward from that all at the same time all in, in in the power of the Holy Spirit but to to do that you know requires you know building people you, you, that doesn't just happen it, it has to be done through you know believers that have been uh, brought to, to maturity and so you know, Ephesians 4 was the other element of our of our um, philosophy uh, or methodology maybe is better but but uh, that that we wanted to as pastors and teachers you know evangelists we wanted to 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 be able to uh, to uh, Work with uh, the the believer and 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 through, through that, we wanted to be able to enlist people into Christian service. We wanted to uh, then uh, help them to edify them, equip them, and then through that to to accomplish our vision. You know, to mm-hmm. enlarge the ministry, to build our own churches and to start other churches. so that this fit perfectly, you know, the idea of the the Bible Institute fit perfectly in into doing this. We needed, a way to give some intensive instruction and discipleship you know, to to people that were committed. Either to an area of ministry within our church or at least to to increasing their Bible knowledge. Uh, like
0: Sunday school teachers and.
2: Right, right. And youth workers, you know, people that are working in the the offices or even our our deacons and uh, people that are taking on leadership responsibilities. All all the people in the church that we need mature uh, people that understand the Bible, understand our doctrine position, and then have a, a, a zeal for ministry and the 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 bible institute so we always used um, you know to the 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 theme of um, for the work of the ministry you know taking there from sure. from uh, Ephesians 4 that uh, we, wanna, we want to we want to, to uh, bring our people to a place that they they can actively you know serve the Lord and that that this gave us a way of and this became a very fundamental part of of uh, our philosophy as a school and that is that we want to keep people in their local churches now we know that God's going to move people and and He's going to move them to start others they may move them to be used more intensively in another place but we want people to grow where they're planted they're already flourishing they're already in a place where they're they're being fed where they're being challenged uh, and and what um, what the pastor needs is some some people that have uh, some training and and that are in the process of being molded and shaped and, and he wants to be a part of that yeah and, and we're, we're all for that we want them to stay in the church and then get get the training that they need and, and, and uh, mature it allows churches to reach their potential oftentimes churches don't reach their potential because the people that are really dedicated to the work of the church move away uh... you know it many times you know for for better instruction so this this seemed like the answer
0: sure all right so both of you have hinted uh... that uh... the or the origin of the ministry was a bible institute yes so all right dr creed uh... who sat down and sketched out those first set of classes
1: well, I, I, I think probably we all worked together on it. I, I had I had helped my brother Pat. Pat and I had sat down and sketched out, you know, started a Bible Institute there at Clinton. At so in the, did you the, just use that as a cookie cutter and, template? And, 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 yeah, and, and sort of just pulling that in. And then as we got into it, we started looking at other schools. Don and I had been traveling down to uh, uh, Richmond probably at least uh, every semester and teaching a class at Atlantic Baptist Bible College. And I, I think just the teaching got in there DNA and yeah, we just yeah, yeah. and 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 like him I had men that uh, uh, men had been in church for years but they'd never really done anything and, and knew Christians and it was amazing how quickly they got interested in ministry and I even had some I had some men that worked in DC and uh, Independent Clinton is just a little south of the Beltway and they would go to the, they enrolled in the Institute there and so they were taking classes there and I think just thinking through that process, why not just keep them here? <laughs> and of course, we had no idea at that point. Uh, I, I often think of it as just how the Lord so often opens doors, and uh, and you just walk through that. You have no idea where it's going. You'd probably be scared to death at the <laughs> beginning. But uh, but uh, but we just started out very small like that, and 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 God just uh, I started to say He jumped in. We jumped into His plan, and. Uh, and just started the process, and and I guess I had some ideas in my mind because of what what we had done in Clinton, and of course Don has always been the strongest one with the the theology and doctrinal background, and the uh, and uh, we piggybacked on, on on his teaching ability, and uh, and it just sort of launched out, and and, and our goal eventually was our originally was just uh, you know keep our men local, and like he said from. Uh, uh, from Ephesians 4:12, equipping men for the uh, for the work of the ministry and uh, and and just strengthen them there. But then God started calling some of those men, right. and uh, some of them were close to retirement. I had a D.C. policeman. He had uh, he had had military before he went into the force and 20 years uh, as a D.C. policeman. And boy, the Lord called him to ministry, mm. and he planted a church. He went through our school, planted a church, in new mexico and so i think early on we just sort of got that vision of wow uh, uh, we, you know of, yeah. of training men to plant churches and to going to ministry and yeah and uh, so we started off very small like right. that and
2: right. we we had some surprises because you know, we felt you know okay we'll train our sunday school workers we'll train our youth workers yeah, we, we built a curriculum we started with you know the cooker cookie cutter sure the, and then as um, as we saw our own needs and as we saw Things that we wanted to emphasize, or things that weren't in in, in, in maybe the average. Uh Bible Institute curriculum, things that we wanted to include and it began to morph and change and that's what began to produce you know a, the college atmosphere is that we had more that we wanted that we could than we could do into three years sure training. okay and uh, but what our surprise was is that people that began with one purpose, maybe just to take a course, you know a deacon that just took a leadership course or uh, you know, a person taking uh, a, a, a Bible survey course, you know, to, to help with their uh, Sunday school teaching uh, would suddenly – you know, they would see – you know, they, they would get a taste for, for learning the, the, the Word and then having a, a way, you know, a, a laboratory, the church, you know, to actually put this to work. And they would begin to grow. And, and many of these uh, moved from, you know, simply preparing as a uh, Sunday school teacher to committing themselves, you know, to, to full-time ministry. Wow.
0: Tell me, you guys, uh, and Dr. Creed, maybe you just take the first shot at this one. What was it like? You're talking with you, Pastor Forrester, Pastor McGee. We're gonna start the school. We're gonna start the school, and now it's 1984, and you're about to have the first class. How did you mentally prepare for that? What were the expectations?
1: Uh, did you teach one of the first classes? I think we all we all taught in the first class, and uh, once we laid out a curriculum. And of course it was a three year cur- curriculum at that point and uh, we we just launched into that first semester of classes and then we all sat down and chose which ones we wanted to, uh, we wanted to teach and uh, some of us felt stronger in uh, in different areas and so, and and we just launched uh, that way and. Uh, Did you have any idea how many people would come to that oh, first Oh uh, absolutely not, we okay. had no idea. And, and I think one of the exciting things was um, and as I look back, I, I, you know, as a pastor, I've never had a greater discipleship, mentoring, ministry than than Beritas. Wow! Uh, because I, I always, I mean, uh, I, I'm, you know, and, uh, until recent years when I moved, uh, you know, into retirement from pastoring. But I always had people from my church in the college, and so, so I saw people as growing, and and, and even. Uh, uh, men called to pastor and, and their wives called to take the, the <laughs> elementary ed. And uh, it was just amazing, people who had never, I, I, I think back of some of the testimonies and uh, I am thinking of, uh, of, uh, uh, of a young man that, uh, that got saved. He was 20, his wife was 19. And, uh, and I remember him years later saying that, uh, you know, he, he, no one in his family had ever gone to college and he just never never had any idea. And he said, "I got my degree from uh, and and he went out and planted a church, pastored wow. for years, and uh, uh, but just that kind of launch. But I think just sitting down, and uh, we all just enjoy. We saw this as an opportunity to continue because I had people coming down to the classes, uh, you know, from the very beginning from church, and we all had people from our churches, and uh, then we started drawing from <clears throat> the other churches. We had no idea who was going to show up. I uh, do you remember how many came on that first class?" I, I, I don't. I, I would say, Don, maybe you no, we maybe I, three I have I've looked at the records. Or, huh? We
2: had for the uh, you know for the average class, it was around five, but we had some of the more popular classes, the general classes, let's say the uh, Old Testament New Testament survey and and uh, the doctrine surveys, that those were twenty. We had that was about the the most we'd have. But that first year classes ran from about five to, to twenty.
0: And uh, the classes, if I understand the story correctly, the classes met, the cat here at your church because it was yes. a central location. its
2: a central location, and, uh, and we took the balance to you know, our, our church, you know, and deacons voted to take it as a ministry of the church so that it had some legal standing. That was
0: 1984? Uh, in
2: 1984, okay. and then uh, we appointed, you know, the the three pastors as a board. We uh, enlarged and did that. Did you even understand what years. that meant when you <laughs> no. guys said you were the board? N- no, no, <laughs> because what we were thinking, we, to us, the board was the administration. Okay. That is, the people who are going to actually make the, your know, day to Decisions, not the not the policy board as we would think today, but uh, you know we were going to operate the, the college, and that's uh, so we we gave it you know a legal standing. So we had tax number and that sort of thing <laughs> through through our church, and in that first year we we each committed to to teach two classes one two-hour class and one three-hour class on one evening and uh so you know we would take either monday tuesday or friday we we did we did evenings because all of our people were fully employed that's another benefit of uh you know this system is that your you know people can you know, remain sure. in their jobs yep. but um uh we alternated you know which evening in those in those uh, Bible Institute years we alternated on which evening was yours because there was always the dreaded Friday night <laughs> teacher <laughs> that we, uh, so someone had we, to draw we gave the, short Tom the Friday
1: night
2: it had to move around because so the board voted yeah. and Tom got Friday okay that's yeah, how it works yeah Tom Tom got the first Friday that's true but uh, I can remember some Fridays myself that's why I, I (laughs) I don't have a... Particular longing for that, but uh, it and and, uh, uh, and Mickey mentioned that uh, that it was a great discipleship tool, and uh, that goes both ways. It was a, a discipleship tool for our students, but it was a huge discipleship tool for ourselves. Yes, you know, we had to grow. We took yeah. the classes, and we we we, we true decided true. from the beginning we're going to do we're going to take this seriously.
0: So you didn't approach and, it as a glorified Sunday school.
2: No, yeah. this is going to be. Serious. No, study. this was going to be a real uh, uh, college level class. And I think
1: a lot of that came down from uh, our experience yes. at, uh, at Temple yeah. because of going through the seminary there and we having some really quality we people. We had professors who were yeah. right in the middle of church ministries of their own and and we just had that concept of uh, <clears throat> of just uh, you know investing in people's lives and so.
2: So we so we had to we had to read and study and prepare and revise and revise and revise again, you know, over uh, developing our courses over those those first Here's few years. Here's some I'm
0: curious about. As you begin to, to look for resources, did you find a lot of resources that you could use teaching as you prepared your notes that for, were already
2: for in Braille? For me, no, the, virtually nothing for, in okay. Braille because Braille is, is so big and so expensive. So how did you? Well, in, what was your system? In in the beginning, uh, my wife did a lot. Of reading for me you know she would read on cassette so i could read them at my wow. at my leisure and then i just took paper notes on a mechanical braille writer now later in 87 everything changed because uh, braille computerized and and from then on uh things were distinctly different but in the beginning you know, then I had to to you know acquire the materials, and then someone my and I had some very good secretarial help. I, in fact, I had a lady that that took a lot of the VBC courses, that uh, uh, you know served as our secretary for for 15 years, and wow. and she she uh, she learned Braille, you know, before so she could label files and write notes and this and things. With yeah, the, the, that's amazing. She was a, a big help, but it was nothing I've done. It was, uh, was definitely done. a team effort. Well, everything I've done in ministry has been team effort you know i i i found i think the thing that others feared would be a great limitation for me uh, and and you know i've considered it myself too that you know i don't can't drive i, I can't go to the library and check out a book and read it those those are the, the the downside but the upside of that is that it from the beginning i had to do what every pastor ought to do and that is draw in others you know, to help do the work it becomes a team effort yeah. that that uh, you know my when i had someone drive me it was my chance to to you know to, to talk with them and tell them you know to to, to, to it was discipleship sure. and and the same with with uh, those that helped me in, in getting things prepared you know they learned too they enjoyed you know the, the 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 study and the time and so all of us benefit so i'm saying that we're talking about the VBC the experience, you know, being for students, but we're all students. Sure, that's and, good. And, and that lifelong learning, yeah, you know, that willing to, to grow and develop and you know take on the next challenge and and, and gain the materials and to seek out the experts and uh, put things together in a way that we can use them and what we've always been to do is to make our classes practical in other words it's not just an academic exercise this is for and it's not only a practical class either. right yeah, yeah. no it, 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 it is academic and it's it but it's but it, it we're going to take the truth of God's word and we're going to to actually use it in the way you know God intended to the best of our ability and yeah. we're, we're never there and we're not going to Say that we've found the perfect answer to everything. We have not. We found more questions than answers, (laughs) but, but, but it it has been something that has helped helped to develop us as individuals, to help us move our ministries
1: forward. But I but I think one of the keys too is we we were we kept tweaking. I mean we we kept looking, we kept seeing what other schools were doing. We kept we were willing to make the change to make it because we wanted to be a quality. Did you guys have uh, a graduation that first year? Uh, not the first year the
2: second year say okay. 85 was our, our first graduate actually it was the first year 84 85, uh, year. 84, 85 we had one graduate and he was uh, uh, a young man. Matter of fact, I had breakfast with him yesterday. Oh, wow! Uh, he, he went on to pastor a, a, a church and is actively involved. He's now in retirement, but he's actively involved in the church that Tom McGee pastored. His son Mike McGee is uh, is still one of our active faculty members, and he uh, he's pastoring that church now. And and uh, this individual was uh, is is an, a, a deacon and active part of that church, but. The, my point was is that he he had a, a two-year Bible uh, uh, diploma from, from one of the other colleges, you know, just an associate's, and uh, then he uh, – we tailored, you know, classes mm-hmm. to him to mm-hmm. give him that third year, and so we, he graduated uh, in 85 as our – matter of fact, I, I texted him just a few moments ago and said, you know, last night, you know, we had 45 graduate. Uh, And uh, I said, but you're always going to be at the head of the graduation (laughs) list that you're always going to be number one.
0: That's good. Well, I've been thoroughly blessed by this conversation today with Dr. Creed and Dr. Forrester, two of the founding pastors here at Veritas Baptist College. Hope you have been blessed by them as well. I can't wait for you to hear the conclusion of this interview So tune back in for it, and I know that you'll be excited to hear uh, really the origin story of what God has done here at Veritas Baptist College. I'll see you then.